Let's go. You're listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun. Hey folks, Al Martin here. Welcome once again to Making Data Simple. I am going to have some fun today. It's going to be an easy conversation. The topic category is AI. Everybody loves AI. It's taken over the world, right? And we're going to talk about disrupting the transcription industry with Ariel Utnik. Ariel is the COO and GM at Verbit. And Verbit is a, an AI-driven transcription and captioning solution. I know he has over 20 years experience. He can speak to how AI is transforming industries from our court systems to entertainment to education, things that you may not always think about, but it's how we're democratizing information across the globe in all different kinds of ways. I know that uh, if I could uh, be so bold, Ariel, that you, I think you were chief customer officer at Feedvisor, uh, VP uh, customer success, which I may have to, I have a couple of questions on that. What is it? Panaya? Panaya. Panaya. All right, I got it. And then I know Clarison, uh, VP of uh, customer success at Clarison. All around customer. So a man after my own heart because I always look at my brand being technology, customer, and, and leadership. So you've got to have at least one of those in there as well. Um, so look, welcome to the podcast. I, I greatly appreciate you being here. Why don't you introduce yourself and, and we'll go from there. Okay, thank you. I have a 25 year experience in uh, the high tech industry, mainly software uh, startups. Um, and as you said, I did all type of roles, starting from automation and load testing to R&D to uh, delivery, customer success, and then now managing the, the revenue of uh, Verbit. I joined Verbit after 20 years of experience in the software industry with experience on both technical and business role, as I said. What I really enjoy is, you know, joining a fast-growing company with cutting-edge technology, and this is why I I choose Verbit, which I think really, you know, fit to what I'm looking when I'm joining a company, which is what is the time, the total addressable market, who is the team, the ability really to disrupt the market, and this is what we come to talk about, and, and you know, making a change uh, in the way that people are consuming audio and video, you know, transcription at the end is the base for any machine learning or NLP play on top of the video and, and audio. All good topics that we can dive into. Thank you for that. Hey, before we jump into some of those topics, customer success, you got customer success all over your experience. Tell me a little bit about customer success. What does it mean to you? I, I've done some customer success in my past as well. Uh, in fact, I think we do it every day. I mean, it never ends. I mean, that's why we're all here. But uh, can you talk to you a little bit about your customer success positions? Sure. So I think customer success is the bridge between the customer need when he decides to buy a product to the offering of the company. A good customer success really need to understand what the customer is looking for, what is important in, in their organization, and make sure that the product that he represents really is able to create the added value for those uh, organizational waves. In my perspective, customer success is like the CEO of the portfolio that he manages, and he need to make sure that he drive adoption, usage, and the, at the end, NDR, which is net dollar retention, 
which translate into a growing customer install base. Um, and maybe to connect to the topic that we, we are going to talk today, so that um, customer success is very much around data, because if you have a portfolio of 20 or 40 customers, you can try to understand it talking with them, but you can also look on data. So what are the trends? Are the customer start using something or stop using something? And how they behave within your system, which should trigger action that you will take in order to help the customer get more out of your software. Right. Yeah, no, I think I'm with you on that definition. Nicely done. Uh, and I think that data driven is, is critical because it's not what they often say, but it's what they do. And data will usually separate fact from fiction there. So how do you make the transition from a chief customer officer, CCO, to COO? Is there much of a difference? Is it the same position, just tweaked? What is it in your mind? I don't uh, really um, give a lot of uh, importance for titles, but at the end, you know, I'm I'm on the business side. So customer success is taking care of the existing business, making sure that the customer are renewing and growing their business, which is an upsell, which is the existing business. Mm -hmm. And on my role, uh, the responsibility is, is over the whole business, starting from, you know, marketing, how we generate the, the leads, how we acquire the customer, closing the business, doing partnership with, with different companies and, and retaining and growing the customer. So it's just an expansion of the revenue responsibility. Nice. And we're here, as we mentioned earlier, to talk about AI-driven transcription and captioning solutions. Is this really NLP, natural language processing, or do you consider the definition much, much bigger than that? Using an NLP at the end, and which is, you know, we all would like to do something on top of data, right? Uh, the data, and if we are able to do something smart with it, we start getting into the interesting world. Now, what's happened in the last 20 years, that all of us are using more audio and video. The fact that we record this podcast as an example, is probably a substitute of a newsletter article that we would do 20 years ago. But we cannot run NLP on top of the podcast. We need to transcribe the podcast to have a text as accurate as possible, and then probably run the NLP on tons of, of podcasts in order to say, okay, here are the podcast trends in the world, right? The only way to do it is by having the transcription. Verbit is the enabler for taking any video or audio getting them into text in an accurate way, where there you, you can apply, you know, those uh, NLP or, or other machine learning capabilities. And Verbit, is this Verbit's main mission objective? You know, Verbit, you know, if we, we think about what Verb really does, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a platform, right? It's a AI-powered transcription and captioning platform, okay? We deal with education, legal, corporate, and media sectors. Okay, our vision is really to make you know audio and video content more accessible for everyone, for different purposes. You know, starting from hard of hearing students, starting from people that are uh, that have a vision issue, starting from um, enabling the data in order for use for other uses, such as NLP, as we discussed earlier. At the end, we are the platform that really enable you to get the data in an accurate way that you can you know, consume it for your own needs. And I will give you two examples of a use case, one very interesting use case. You know, we all know the earning call season where company 
provide their, you know, the calls where they declare what was the result, there is a rush to get those calls transcribed because as fast as you understand what was the company performance, you're able to take an action. Action is buy or sell, right? And think about it, in two weeks, there are hundreds of calls. So how can you make sure that once the call happened, you're going to have it transcribed as fast as you can in a large scale and then start to operate on it? And Verbit is an enabler for it. We are able to produce you know, one hour call in a four hour turnaround time. This is something that is really different from any other technology or non-technology company. And the way that we do it, we harness the AI and we parallelize the transcription process. So we are able to let 10 people, eight people transcribe the call at the same time, still keeping the efficiency and the consistency of the call. And at the end you get, you know, uncomparable turnaround time that cannot be offered by any other technology. And it's a combination of the AI and the human. And this is where we shine. I want to come back to that. That's interesting. I'm with you on the, it's funny that you mentioned one of the use cases being the earnings call. Thing, the interesting thing about earnings call though, it, most of them are written down to begin with, then they communicate it verbally because I think that's what you're supposed to do. And then it comes right back to the transcription to start with. But you do this to make sure that um, the investors can get that transcription before the company releases it in the fastest time possible. And you say it's four hours. We transcribe the actual earning call that is being done um, and make sure that the market have it as fast as possible for different use case. Some analysts would like to read the transcript and to compare it to the previous earning call to see if there is a change. There are companies that the whole technology is basically based on those earning calls and then taking an automated decision if to buy or sell. So the, the accuracy and the time to market is crucial in this specific use case. Wow. I understand what you're saying. As part of that transcription, do you put analytics in it so it like almost gives you a, a summarized version that will on-demand compare with a previous earnings statement or something? So there are companies that are focused on that, you know, as part of what we will do, we, we always can, you know, um, have what we call the app on top that are able to provide those type of use case. Other type of use case that, that you can think on are more on the legal uh, uh, sector, which is a huge uh, um, market being disrupted by the fact that you don't have enough human. Traditionally, legal was doing the position transcript by humans, but nobody is, is, is going to be a stenographer anymore. And there is a huge shortage of stenographer, which create an environment which is calling for a disruption, where Verbit has started playing in this market for three years ago, where we are able to accommodate both live transcription during the deposition, what is called readback, so the lawyer can see what was said 10 minutes ago in a very accurate and formatted way, because this is a very um, strict uh, industry with a very high uh, quality standard, ability to produce the rough draft. One hour after the deposition, the lawyer want to go on a train and to read what's happened and to think about it. So we have a rough draft with 95% accuracy. And a day later, he want the full transcript, right? If he need to be submitted to court and it need to be very accurate. Now, the interesting part, which come connected to the earning call example is the ability to give the lawyer also other functionality such as 
search, because you cannot search audio, you can search a text. We enable the text and then you can search uh, with the ability to interact during the session, with the ability to compare what the witness said now to what he said maybe four hours ago. And the nice part is that, you know, the AI and the machine uh, learning can now help you compare, say, hey, this answer looks a bit different than the answer that was four hours ago on a very similar question. And it's pop up to the lawyer and now he can maybe do something with it. So this is the vision where we would like to take this industry. Basically, you can search video, but you, you can't search what was said within uh, said uh, video unless you get the transcription. Right. The only way to search video is, you know, using text, right? So basically behind the scene, when you would like, a student would like to see all the classes that was talking about Napoleon, basically what's need to be happened behind the scene is a transcript that being done, whatever it's a machine transcript or a human transcript, depend on the needed accuracy. And then when the search is happening, basically you search text and you don't search the video. Right, but you will get the result of here are the five video that Napoleon is being mentioned. So all legal transcribers should be gone then. <laughs> That's what you said. I, I said that I, I think there is place for everyone, but we are here to address what the market needs, and the market have a huge shortage. The market is facing peaks, and uh, a lot of um, changing uh, requirement from the industry, and I will explain in a second. And Verbit is coming to play its part. I will give you an example. The insurance in, uh, companies are doing tons of uh, deposition, and very few of them, less, you know, one to four percent, are going to call. Why should you bring a stenographer and doing a final transcript, which is very costly, which only up to four percent will go to court? It's better to have it being recorded. You get a rough draft, which is much more cheaper. Okay. You can use it to what you need in the proceeding. And only if it will get to court, you can order the final transcript, which is more, let's say, premium product that need to be submitted to court. So it's also a matter of unit economic and not only a matter of demand. Makes perfect sense. How many languages are you involved with? You know, it really depends if we are talking about translation, transcription, audio description, which is for blind. But in general, I would say it's it tens of languages that we are able to support, depend on the customer need. You got to help me here. There's a lot of companies in NLP now and captioning transcription. What makes Verbit better? What's the technology by which differentiates your company? Founded the company, the idea is not to build a general transcription approach. We specialize by vertical. So if we decide to go to education, and this is where we started, we trained our AI and our what is called the ASR, to match speech recognition based on a specific vertical. We hire experts on this specific vertical and we build a product that serves this vertical and our customer success people, which we talked earlier, are expert in this vertical. So you get a product that was built for you, tailored to your data, talking with people that really understand your pains. And we are replicating this approach vertical by vertical. So we started with education to legal, to corporate, to media, and now we are expanding to government. So the whole idea is that 
it's not a generic one, it's not a generic ASR, it's not a generic uh, approach, we understand what are the differences also in the transcript formatting and guidelines that need to be tailored for each one of the vertical, and we compare ourselves, you know, to the other solution out there in the market, and there is, for us, there is no question that our quality, turnaround time, and technology are, are superior. Where's most of that ROI in? Is it the turnaround time? The way I would ask the question is if I'm like a customer and you're going to come talk to me, let's say I'm an insurance customer, uh, as you mentioned. If you come and talk to me and I'm thinking, well, you know, I got people to do this, got manual labor. I, I also have some other technologies that will help me maybe in-house or otherwise. What are you going to tell that insurance uh, stakeholder? I mean, what's your pitch? So again, it's very different by vertical, but if we take the insurance company, for example, so first, our technology will always be cheaper than your internal uh, resources because you don't have the technology and the combination between the technology to the human as Verbit has. But more than that, our offering will be better because we invest millions of dollars in the technology and we are able to provide you with something that you cannot do yourself. So this uh, rough draft uh, uh, that I mentioned earlier you probably cannot do it yourself. If we talk about earning call example, the turnaround time and the volume that we can offer you, you cannot replicate it by yourself. And this is a struggle of this industry, which Verbit basically have an unlimited capacity of a transcript that we can do um, in parallel. We have more than 30,000 transcribers that are working with us. So I guess your company have less or would have less. Much less. How does that work, though? When you do a transcription, does it always go through personal QA, quality assurance, to make sure that they take a look at it? Or is your quality such that, no, you don't need a human intervention at all? So it really depends on the flow that you need. But as a rule of thumb, I would say it always goes through technology first, which gets you to somewhere around 80 to 90% accuracy machine only. Uh, and it really depends on your accent, on the um, background noise and, and other. Then you have humans that perfect it to the level of that you need. Some customer will say 95 is great and other will say I need 99. And on the legal, it even need to be more than that. And there are different layers that been added based on the vertical. So there are verticals that, you know, it's good to have one person doing it and others you need four or five people depend on what is needed. By definition, on around AI, you know, it's continuous learning, it's it's machine learning. It's, so my, my question is going to be, how long does it take to train this? I mean, I know from experience, you know, we have some technology that does some things in IBM that, that are similar to what you described. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I get what you're saying when you're isolating by industry first, because that lets you get really good at the vernacular with that industry. Like if you're with IBM, Look, we are the king or queens of uh, three-letter acronyms. If, if you, you know, if a new person comes in, we spend probably months, you know, explaining. Oh, that means this. Oh, that means this. How do you train, and, and what kind of timeline can people expect? It's a great question because I talked about thirty thousand, you know, transcriber over there. So part of our technology is also the ability to train the people, those transcriber, with a no touch because it's a lot of people and bring them to a level that we are certain about their quality and ability to work in the system. And by the way, part of our AI capabilities is also 
measuring their work, so to see how fast they're working, how accurate they're working, make sure there are no frauds and other stuff being done. We, we are talking about 30,000 people, right? This project is not enough. So we invest a lot of our R&D resources in building this type of a technology. And about the AI itself, the ASR, I would like uh, maybe just to explain why we are so much different than other. What's happening in Verbit is whilst there is the, the AI is doing a transcript and humans are editing the AI result, the AI is being trained on the fly. So during the session itself, the AI is already correcting himself. So if you one time the AI misspelled Martin and we fixed it, the next time that the AI will hear Martin in the same session will be already in, in the right way, which is very different from any other ASR AI offer out there in the world. Let me ask you this. On the insurance, you talked about our use cases around insurance, earnings calls, transcripts. What are some of the other use cases that may be unorthodox or out of the box that people don't think about, but equally important? We have accommodation for, for students, for hard of hearing students. So this is part of the ADA compliant that is being used on all universities. It can be for live events. It can be for remote learning. We have customers that are using our technologies and enable for AI. I will give you one example of, a, we have a customer that is getting a feedback from his B2C customers, so his end customers, where we get those recordings provide an accurate transcript and later on an NLP is running and creating some kind of a trend. So what do you think about this product? And you get at the end, the marketing people of, of those customers get an analysis about what the consumers think about the product. This is being done. Think about Facebook for a second. You know, I guess if you scroll the, the feed of Facebook, you don't turn the audio, right? So you have already captions being done over there, machine captions. And what it sounds very easy to, to be done, but there are problems like this video have audio, yes or no, and then you need to enable or not enable the machine. The second one would be in what language they are talking in this video, because you cannot assume that it's English, Arabic, or, um, or, or Swedish, right? You need to identify that. And then you need to use the AI to transcribe it, and it should be able to deal with different type of accent, background noise, some changes, people will jump, people will close doors, and the AI need to differentiate between what they said to other voices that you need to omit. So the whole technology is quite sophisticated. And to make sure I understand, I, I, what solutions does a Verbit offer? Meaning I got the transcription, makes perfect sense to me and in, in, in captioning and stuff. Are you going into analytics or do you leave that to a another company? Let's say I wanted to look in contracts. I want to take some of the words and contracts and figure out some of the key themes that maybe the contracts that are more successful that are working with sales and see what terms are more valuable and or driving a better return on investment with our contracts. Are you capable of doing that? Or is it something in the future that you're looking at or I guess going back to what other solutions does Verbit offer? So today we provide transcription and captioning, both on live and offline. We talked about the industry. We talk about, you know, education, media, corporate, government, finance, and others. 
Today we provide audio description for people that are blind. We provide transcription because it, you have the caption in English, but now you need them in, in, in other language. Uh, also um, dubbing were needed. And we provide some level of analytics, mainly around trends. And we are thinking about in the future, you know, what type of add-on apps, like the example that we discussed on, those, on the podcast today, can be added. So I cannot share more on at this stage, but definitely we are thinking about this direction as well. Well, that makes sense. That's fair. That's fair. I understand. You know, you got to walk before you can run. Do you do Japanese as well? Is that one of your languages? We are able to support Japanese as well. It's not our main focus. This leads to my next question, which is Japanese is tough. Well, so is, you know, a lot of the Eastern languages. In fact, you know, when we've done it with the other technologies, I've had personal experience with this. You know, you can accidentally transcribe something that is not intended at all. Uh, in particular, with all the different slang with, you know, all around the world, when you're going from one to the other, sometimes doesn't translate well. I'm sure when people are looking at your technology, just like any technology, they want accuracy. And they want like near to 100%. How do you ensure or provide that guarantee as you're working with clients? As we said, you know, it's by uh, use case. And the use case that you, you mentioned, let's think about body camp or, or 911 calls. Those calls are mostly very tough audio. And you need a specific technology to deal with it, starting from, you know, background noise okay. that need to be cleaned, ability to deal with specific... Uh, accent and acronyms that been used and slang. And also you need to have a trained workforce for this industry. So if you do 911 calls or body camp, or if you do education, or if you do sport, probably you need the right match between the technology and the human to the content. So if we will get different type of content, let's take, you know, two 911 calls and education, the human transcriber will be different. Right, and this is also part of our technology to understand what this person is good at, what he's trained at, to be able to match him to the right audio to make sure that we get the right accuracy. I have a worldwide organization I manage, uh, and I work with worldwide customers. One thing I've always thought would be extremely beneficial: we use chat all the time to converse now, and it's becoming a standard medium to converse with clients. It used to be, you know, you really want to pick up the phone to be personal, whatever. Use chat all the time, text all the time. You know, we still have like uh, individuals in, well, I think IBM is like in 174 different countries. But I've often thought about, look, if I had a, the chat capability to be able to like, let's say somebody's calling in for support in Japan and as they're texting on the other side, I could, um, you know, field it. It would be transcribed to English. And then I would know what's going on, give them help, you know, do diagnosis on whatever problem they're having or whatever. Then when I'm texting from, let's say, U.S. or else, it goes back and goes back into Japanese. What that would do for the business, you talk about optimization and efficiency. You could have one hub where everybody sits and they're addressing the entire world because you can use this chat correspondence. Are we there yet? Or how far are, are we off from something like that? We are there. So there are two layers to do it. One would be only machine. Okay. And there are tools, I think by, by Google, Microsoft, all the giants have such tools, which is, I would say, machine translation. 
you speak in English, on the other side, it's been written or spoken in Japanese. This is one way. And there is also a combination of a human and AI, which Verbit is more focused on, where you want, let's say, a session that is happening, um, let's say an event that the, the person is speaking in English and someone in the audience doesn't understand English and he gets a transcript or a voiceover, which will be only in his language. So this is exist very um, uh, common in event and in media, and we support it as well. Anything you can say more on the, the technology, which makes uh, Verbit different around AI? I know you talked about the fact you have 30,000 uh, transcribers. I'm sure you're using machine learning. You know, I don't know if you're using notebooks, your teams. I don't know if that really matters, but I don't know what technology you're using under the covers. Anything any worth talking about there? So I think the fact that we are the biggest transcription company in the world probably give us access to a lot of accurate transcript, which enable us to train our model on a vertical level, but also on a customer level. So we have customers that we have built dedicated model to their content, which are very accurate, which enable them, you know, to enjoy from both worlds. The second part, which I mentioned earlier, but maybe it's important to emphasize, is that our AI is different than other AI by the fact that it's been trained on the fly. So we have a live session. Think about we have this now session, the podcast happened and someone, um, it will be with video and there will be subtitles and there will be people that will do the subtitling live on the fly as we speak. Two, three second delay from the moment that we spoke, our AI will provide the first level of accuracy and humans are correcting the transcript as we go, but they need probably to correct uh, every word once. Okay, so again, the, the example that I gave earlier, they misspelled Martin, the AI didn't pick up Martin the right way, someone fixed it and being fed back to the AI, which create a model on the fly. So next time that they're going to say Martin, it's going to pick it the right way. This is a big advantage that our technology have versus any other AI out there in the market, as far as I know. Well, so let me let me see if I can restate that back to you. All AI learns upon itself, but you're saying the difference here is that this is being done on demand, doing a transcription. Within that transcription itself, if it learns in some way, it's going to correct it by the time that uh, transcription is done. Exactly. You nail it on the head because mostly you get a lot of data and you go to train your AI for the for future usage. What Verbit is been is doing is that the AI is being trained in session. Makes sense. I mean, is COVID uh, like accelerated any of this? Has it changed the game? Has it uh, changed the market dynamics? Totally. You know, um, I remember uh, February last year. You know, COVID. Uh, only started and, and it was clear that something is, is changing, you know, all the university being closed, every student went working from remote, all of us moved working from remote, and the need for transcription from different purposes, accessibility, uh, remote uh, uh, learning, and, and also, you know, just to get a summary of what being said has boomed in, in weeks. So we saw specific industries like education, it boomed in weeks, as I said. Other, for example, legal at the beginning was very quiet because all the position face-to-face has been canceled. But within three months, people understood that 
there is a new normal and they need to start doing depositions from remote. So every deposition is done by Zoom today, which Verbit is easy for Verbit to provide the transcription within it, if it's, you know, live or a rough or, or a final for those type of, of use cases. So you don't need to ask the stenographer to drive or to fly half a day to sit in your office for a deposition. Suddenly it's, it's accessible. And then we saw a rapid growth of, of, um, of the volumes that, uh, that, uh, that we get. I would extrapolate that or extend that to say that uh, I got to believe the business has been good over the last couple of years for Verbit, yeah? The business was very good for us, yeah. We are happy. Good for you. I mean, speaking of business, could, could you quickly talk to the size of the market we're talking about here? So the transcription market is estimated by $30 billion and growing. So this is the, the market uh, today. There are verticals that are larger and there are verticals that are more modest, but the overall is more than 30 billion. And Verbit, you're still in your, your venture capital quite a bit. I mean, you've got like already ser Series D, I want to say, haven't you? I mean, you're pretty far, yeah. far down the road, right? Doing well. Uh, I joined the company, you know, three years ago and yep. the revenue has grown 100 more than what we had when I joined. You know, business is, is really going nicely. We acquired several companies. Vitac was the last one. Vitac is the, the largest uh, uh, caption and transcription company on the media vertical. And we plan to continue with this um, dual approach of you know acquiring customer and acquiring less or, or relatively non-technology company and transform them into our technology. So it seems like there's a direct correlation. Success is tied to Aureo. <laughs> you come in, you do well. I hope they're listening. <laughs> hey, so coming full circle, you know, we started with uh, customer success. How in your mind does what you're doing today around transcription, how are you driving customer success with this technology? I will give an example using other type of a solution and technology. Not, not on, we will talk not only on, on Verbit on this call. So think about, you know, Gong, okay? As a, I think it's very familiar, which record calls, mainly focus on sales and, and customer success. But at the end of the call, you get a transcript and you're able to search the call. So you're, and you're able to create an alert. If customers talked about competition, if customer was dissatisfied, you're able to identify trends and act. So I think, you know, at the end, the ability to have a transcript and based on it, create some kind of analytics and trend is definitely big on customer success as well. And it can be done in all aspects. You can do it through the tickets that customer is open, conversation with the customer success. And of course, we talked earlier on the engagement on the platform. So the 360 of all type of what the customer is doing or not doing really um, give you a good insight, you know, where we are in terms of uh, the customer trajectory. Good answer. So where can folks find Verbit and where can they find you if they want to get more information? It's very easy. Verbit.ai. Just click contact us and we will be happy to serve you. And uh, is that the best place to get a hold of you too? I'm on. Uh, I'm available also on LinkedIn on yep. Ariel Utnik, and 
people can feel free to approach me. I'm always happy to meet and discuss interesting topics. No, fantastic. No, look, I'm, I'm always interested. I'm interested in different technologies. IBM has like a natural language understanding uh, under what we call a Watson R. That, that's the branding we have. But this is very good. I appreciate it. I wish you the, the best of success. What do you do for fun outside of uh, transcription and captioning? Yeah, you know, I like to climb mountains. This is my main hobby. So I, I think it's very, maybe similar also to work. I think I'm trying to climb software mountains, but in the, in the day to day, I'm, I'm enjoying climbing mountains. So now I got you. Now you've got me interested. I'm going I'm to ask you a couple more questions. So you CEO, what do you what's the best leadership advice you ever received? Let's do different mistakes. We all do mistake, but the idea is to identify that we did the mistake and, and try not to repeat it. And we will do mistake in the future, but let's try to do a different one. Good answer. Best book? I mean, the most profound book, the book you recommend most? A Place Under the Sun of uh, Shimon Peres. Nice. That was a quick answer. I, gotta check that <laughs> I love out. the book. I love the book. It's, it's... You must have read more than once Great. Hey, thank you for being on. This is a great conversation and uh, I learned a lot. So I, I greatly appreciate it. You're, you're welcome back anytime, Ariel. And I'll be watching to see uh, how the company does and some of the technologies you're getting into. Thank you. I enjoy our call. Yeah, thank you so much. And for the, the podcast listeners, as always, hit us on almartintalksdata at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to hear if you'd like to be on the podcast. Outside of that, I'll close up shop for today. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Making Data Simple podcast, where we make data fun. Be sure to visit ibmbigdatahub.com forward slash podcast to access the show notes and uncover even more great episodes. Remember, the views expressed here are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily represent the views of IBM. Until next time, let's go over and out. Oh.